This, the Homeless and Hungry podcast, presents a unique perspective on homelessness. In Los Angeles, California, there are over 69,000 homeless individuals, men, women, and children. Yes, homelessness has many faces and many causes, and many of them are not rooted in drug addiction. Los Angeles has a new mayor, Ms. Karen Bass. One of her campaign promises is that she will end homelessness in Los Angeles. So now, the fate of our homeless population depends on the new mayor surrounding herself with competent and honest people, people that will give her the facts, people that will get the facts, and people that will actually work to end homelessness. Why am I saying this? Because I know providing housing, which is her campaign promise, that is not going to end homelessness. There are some very intelligent and free-thinking people that believe that homelessness is a choice. And they choose homelessness. Why am I saying or why am I commenting on the staff and who Karen Bass needs to surround herself because that's where she gets her information from. The challenge is to discover why do people prefer living on the street? I watched a news story where they interviewed a homeless gentleman and he said that he preferred living on the street, that if offered housing, he would stay where he is. Why am I commenting and asking and saying that Karen Bass needs to make sure she has a competent and honest staff. That staff is going to have to take time to find out why people are homeless. And the reason they want to do that is to increase the likelihood of success of greatly reducing the number of homeless people on the street. If they're competent and they really get the root cause, there's several things that may happen. If you find out why people are homeless, you can decrease the likelihood of people returning to the street. My contention is that she's going to get a lot of people off the street, but if conditions don't change, they'll just end up right back on the street. You know, the revolving door. Also, if she finds out the root cause, then she can slow the growth of people being forced into homelessness. Because again, people being forced into homelessness is at unprecedented numbers. And it's because of multiple things. It's because of the high cost of rent. It's because of the low wage. Many, many people today don't make a living wage. There are many jobs out there. As we know, there are shortages in all industries, but... These industries are not paying a living wage based on the cost of living in Los Angeles. So there's multiple things that have to be addressed. My ask is that you continue this walk with me as we follow the unlikely path of yet another Angelino joining the depths of homelessness. Folks, let's be real. For the majority of people, the truth they speak out loud is usually not the absolute truth. Sometimes, 
spoken truth is an attempt to hide information from friends and family. Sometimes that untruth or lie is rooted in shame. Sometimes admitting or speaking the truth is so horrendous that we cannot speak the unspeakable. And so we live in denial, thinking ourselves into fake invisibility. The unspoken truth here, the unspoken truth here, is that to cope with the homelessness of living in my current situation, I take anxiety medicine. Oh my God. I said it out loud. That's why I have to stay away from everyone. Someone might hear me. I take anxiety medicine. I stay away from family and friends because they wouldn't understand. I was always the critical one, the judgmental sister, the drug, the judgmental cousin. I labeled anyone taking drugs with. It is what it is. Just deal with it. Don't try to hide from it. Just deal with it. And if you can't do that, you're just a weak punk. You gotta get up out of my face. I turned up my nose and cast out my family or my friends. Once I learned, they abused alcohol, weed, drugs, especially illegal drugs or anything else. But truth be told, I know that I'm different from those that I tossed away, cast out, however you want to say it, because I only take my pills when I need them. Unfortunately, it seems now that I need my medication, sometimes several times a day, my pills relax me and they make me sleepy and they make me not as anxious or as sad. The good thing is they make me sleepy. The bad thing is I'm afraid to go to sleep. Sometimes when I do fall into a sleep, I just toss and turn all night because I'm afraid. I know I have to sleep. So lately, I've been taking over-the-counter sleeping pills with my anxiety meds. This forces me into a coma-like sleep. That's the only way I can get some rest out here. And I have to admit that sometimes I take too much. Sometimes I wake up, thank God I keep my car doors locked. I wake up, oh man, sometimes I take too much. Two weeks ago, I woke up in the middle of the grocery store parking lot. 
Once I came to my senses, I realized that I was parked perpendicular across or across three parking spaces. I thought that I pulled into the parking space in a nice, neat way between the two lines. And I knew I wasn't supposed to park there, but I just couldn't keep driving. Now as I look over, I see that the cart boy is calling for the manager. I gotta go. I I can't have the manager come out. I, I just hope they didn't get my tag. I gotta get out of here. Man, this 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 will kill my auntie. She has always been so proud of me. Now I'm sneaking around running around like a drugged out criminal. My auntie, oh, she would be so disappointed. My auntie has never missed a graduation, an award, or any of my recognitions. And, and that I used to get a lot of recognitions. I did. I remember, I remember what happened. I left Auntie's house. I found a safe spot. I took my pills. Yes, just as I started to get comfortable, I had my covers out. I had my night clothes on. Oh my gosh. That darn dog scared the crap out of me. And the lady came out to quiet the dog. All I could think of was to leave before they ran over, saw me, and called the police. I, I, I don't know. I, I started up my car and I sped off. I, I was so scared and my heart was pumping so fast. Man, it was like I just got a infusion. I was pumped. I had so much energy in that fear, in that moment, that I forgot about the medication I had just swallowed. I found a new spot, started my security safe back up into the small space so that I could be safe for the night. And that, that's the last thing I remember before 
I fell asleep. Did I commit suicide? Was it a drug overdose? Did I crash? Did I hurt anybody? Living in your car is no joke. The fear of being carjacked, robbed, and chased from hiding places are all too real, and they happen all too often. In the darkness of night, the inner demons rear their ugly heads. Despair and hopelessness are waiting in the winds, waiting for you to falter. Is that the card boy banging on my window? I'm trying... I'm trying to open my eyes. I have to move my car. I gotta move my car before he calls the manager. And the manager calls the police. What? Somebody, somebody's screaming. She's moving. Oh my God. Is someone in my car? Am I driving? Am I dreaming? Is this death? Am I dead? Are are the demons coming for me? Oh my goodness. I'm feeling like Willie, the the bad guy in Ghost. When when Willie got hit by a car, the ghoul snatched his screaming soul and carried him off. Willie was screaming bloody murder. Are those the ghouls at my window? 